Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, I got a lot going on here, I got, I, so I got to hit the hole. The offensive line gave a gave a little room, and I'm a I'm a tiny little scat back, and I was able to get through. Yeah. By my damn headphones, I can't, I can't. Just know get the it beat right. is sick. No, I know it's sick. All right, here's what's going on. This is honesty in media. It's also known as balloon party, the little piddle show. Tim and boy, yuppie and douchebag, whatever. 101 ESPN. We got an hour. Bringing heat. All right, so here's the deal. It's transparency. Philly Huso gets traded. Yeah. Round 830 mm-hmm. to Wingy Wingy. Blues yeah. get a third-round pick. Great. They get something out of somebody they're probably not going to get anything back for in a few days. Wonderful. Tip of the cap. Essentially, the Letty picks back. Lovely. So I said to Jackson, ah, let's see if we can get Jeremy Rutherford on. Right. Now I'm going to give you some radio code. Now mm-hmm. I don't know how it works at 101 ESPN, which is – Comparatively speaking to the other uh, places I have been in my career, which Jackson describes as a Hall of Fame career. And illustrious. Like, uh, 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 illustrious Hall of Fame career. Yeah. There is a code in which if a show has a guest coming on mm-hmm. that same day, you don't have the go- the guest on as well. Right. And you checked with, I don't know whomever, because I was doing TMA. JR, and he's going to be on. Oh, and he said he's going to be on with BK and Ferrario at 1 p.m. Yeah. And I thought, well, then we should not have him on. Right. I think that is the code. Right. So then you checked with Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale, and they are not able to come on the program. Right. And as much as I would really like to talk to Jeremy Rutherford, I don't think it would be right. Mm Mm-hmm. To talk with Jeremy Rutherford if he is already booked on BK and Ferrario. Yeah. Your thoughts? I mean, you're a young buck. Maybe is my code antiquated? No, I mean, it's. I think you're right. You know, d- double dip in a sense is what it would be, and you don't want you know. I mean, what's going to happen? I mean, listen, something could certainly happen. Right. Who knows? Ninety-one could be gone in between now and one o'clock. Right. But you know that they worked on booking him and tip of the cap. And I, I, you know what I do? I yield the floor. Yield always. A gentleman from Kansas City, and uh, I don't know where Alex is from. I think he's I know from Lindenwood. Lindenwood up to no good. Yeah, yeah. Always so, yield. All good. So, so you have that, and then this Michelle Smallman comes up with the greatest topic in the world, yeah. which is more of a TMA kind of topic that apparently was what they did all day long on Character and Smallman. I go, well, this is great. Yeah. This is outstanding. This is right off our alley. And the interesting thing is, and since I'm just full-on creep, I'll play through it with you. Because, again, honesty in media. Correct. So this is the topic on Carriker and Smallman? Apparently so. Good for them. Very good for them. Welcome yeah. to the dark side. Right. I mean, yeah. kind of feel like our, our whole HD2 thing might be getting stolen by the HD1, and now i gotta, now I got to put my guard up. Right. I had to check the rest of the Because they're going to actually be able to get really good guests on it, whereas we just sit down there and talk to ourselves in a box. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> but uh, 
but the question was, and it got a bunch of responses, have you ever thought about being with your friends, significant others? Mm. And like a bunch of people texted in yes. But the way I interpreted the question when Michelle posed the question in between our shows, I said, well, my wife's maid of honor, mm-hmm. a lovely looking lass, went out with uh, Lance Lynn for a period of time and super cool on top of it. Um, but I don't view her that way. I don't know why. I, I, don't, I don't want to say like a sister, but it's kind of like I don't view her that way. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, Jackson. You might be at 24 and not married. You might not know where I'm coming from. Or maybe I'm just really messed up and that I don't view her that way, but I don't view her that way. Um, and then she said, no, no, no. Not your wife's friends, your friends' wives or girlfriends. And I go, oh. I go, okay, yeah, then yes. And then I thought to myself, why is the answer yes then, but why am I compartmentalizing it with my wife's friends? That's a good question. So you don't have an answer. Psychoanalysis. I'm kind of similar with my my buddies. Obviously, none of my buddies are, not obviously, but my buddies are not married. Um, But a couple of them have very long-term serious girlfriends. And I don't view them that way personally. Just because, like, I've known them for so long, and they're, like they're more like close friends in a sense. So it's it'd be I just I, I don't think of it that way. I'm trying to figure out why you would think one way about your friends. I don't know. All I know is I don't friends. know. I don't know because I really like her friends. Uh huh. And legitimately mm-hmm. attractive lasses. Yeah. They were invited to dinner when they were on spring break, low so many years ago. By, wasn't by Jordan specifically, but it was by a guy who wanted to impress them, so he took them to dinner with Michael Jordan, wow. Charles Oakley, maybe Richard Dent. Wow. Yeah, you would you would have liked to have been at that dinner. Was, you might have been giving uh, it up, not them. Hundred percent to the goat. Wow. To the Your goat. Thoughts, six five seven eight zero. I don't even know what to do with that. I'm you, you've put it on such a tee. I feel guilty hitting the ball. Let's just let the audience do it. There's Bud Bash tickets, by the way, and Jackson's just giving you tickets. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the goat, Tim. So if Michael Jordan well invited you back to his room, <laughs> I mean, the way you're talking, I have to ask the question because everybody else doesn't have a microphone. I have a microphone, so I am now obligated to ask the question. I'll get to the Cardinals in a minute. Settle down. <laughs> uh, for a couple pairs of shoes and... Wow. I mean, there's a lot of boy, things. You don't want to ever... Like a, you're like a boy whore. <laughs> You never want to close the door on anything, Tim. You always want to keep your options open. And if I'll be it, honest with you, that's not one that I, I'm interested in. I mean, I, I listen. I respect this game, uh, number twenty-three. I don't. I don't think he pushed off. Uh, but I'm, you know, if he invited me up to his room, it's just something I'll say. Wow, flattering. Kind of surprised, honestly, that of all the guys in here, you're choosing me. But think about the story. Think about the story. Hey, Anna Marie. Guess what I did while in Las Vegas? Yeah, slept with somebody. Oh, really? That's great. I'm. And pack your stuff. Who was it, by the way? It's Michael Jordan. Ah, yeah. I, I think I think people would be very impressed. Is that right? Yeah. Maybe he's Hornet season tickets too. Let's parlay this <laughs> into Hornet season tickets. Yeah, courtside preferably. Well, Dylan role. Carlson with a game-saving catch. We're done talking about me sleeping with the goat. I haven't even looked at the Air Comfort Service text line. I can't even. I haven't imagine. either. I got blinders on at the moment. I'm just thinking about. Yeah, so so my point being, obviously, I think I'm saying something that's obvious. Mm -hmm. 
the friends are attractive. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not getting the invite to dinner. This was at the Bellagio yeah, right. 15 years ago. And so with Michelle and Randy's question, and like I said, I just tip my cap for the topic. Seriously. Because I'm like, obviously, but here's the mode I'm in. I'm in the mode while hosting TMA. I'm texting you while hosting the hey, TMA, which hey. once again speaks to why I am a Hall of Famer, that I can text and host a show on HD2 at the same time. Yeah, if we're can... on HD1, I don't know if I could have done it. <laughs> but uh, then I'm like, oh, man, we got to get JR on. We got to get Kerber on. We got to get Vitaly on. And here is the station that we're going to be on. And I'm like, I got to put my big boy pants on from right. 10 to 11 yeah, yeah. and talk about this trade and the possible Tarasenko thing. And the draft, mm-hmm. and they're down here doing our thing. Right, right. What's going on? It was it was almost like they like they let us run. They were like, no, no, no you don't have to do all that. Yeah. Just just run free, do your or thing. Or maybe they're sabotaging our hour. Yeah, and they're maybe. like, I know if I tell this nitwit creep who comes in after us this thing, <laughs> he's little, going to run with it for a full hour, and, his and little they ward. will run his ass out of here. Yeah, and his little him and his God, little what ward. a meta play by Michelle. I tip my cap. She's Jedi. Man, yeah, that's if, if that is the case, they really. Gang- yeah, I mean, I know I'll hold up a bright, shiny object in the city; it'll run right with they it. They cooked us, and they probably had everybody on. They yeah. had Jr. on, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't care. He's going to go out at one J- o'clock." They are Jr. Kerber and Vitaly. Yeah, on. exactly. Back to back to back to oh back. Oh my God, we just got schooled. Man, this HD one don't play. Seriously, yeah, we're out of our element. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, but then when she said, "What if your friends are like your golf buddies?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Yeah, that's cha- that just changed everything. Why? Mm-hmm. Why does it change it? And I think, here's, here's, here's what I think the answer is. I've arrived at the answer. And then I'll get to this Carlson catch. <laughs> Good tease. Thank you. Because I know her friends. Uh-huh. I know her friends. Sure. They are actually human beings to me. Mm. Whereas the others who I don't necessarily know as well are mere visages. Did you hear when I said mere visages? Yeah, I mean, that was... Talk about illustrious Hall of Fame. Well, I'm trying to come back over the top on Michelle's meta play here. Yeah. I feel like I just got outplayed, and she didn't have anything. She had eight high, and I folded. Yeah. And I had pocket tens. Tough hand to play. So you think if you were to get to know your friends' wives more, that that... That they would become less attractive to me. And I'm 100% certain I would be appalling to them, although I don't think they have to get to yeah, know me say, to have that feeling. Would that be off-rip, or would that have to take some time? I, I don't know what off-rip means. Right off the rip. Right from the jump. These 24-year-old terms that you try to throw at me in this audience, all while trying to indoctrinate us into the association, it's appalling to I me. I just want to keep everyone young. Yeah, what was the thing you sent me this morning? Oh, soft boys. Oh, I still right. don't know what that was. I think that was really good is what it was, but it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of... The four different types of soft boys, and then Jackson goes, I'm a soft boy. So at 8 o'clock, you said you're a soft boy, and at 10 o'clock, you said you'd like to go to bed with Michael Jordan. That's what you're doing here at Hubbard Radio today. For some retro Jordans. I hope management yanks you by the collar into the office today. For retro Jordans. As I walk out. Hornet season tickets. Uh, I'm just going to read some of the text. Yeah, I think that's Off rip, what the F. (laughs) Do you, th- that's from the 636, also from the 636, different number. Do you think the goat's sweaty gonad smell? Nope. Going to pivot off that one. Uh, Pujols is going to the All-Star game. That's from the 573. That's nice. Doesn't really get you going, it sounds like. Not as much. Not as much as 23. Yeah, I guess that kind of became a thing here over the last few weeks. Well, isn't it because Manfred said yeah. that they're throwing a legend in there? And I get it. Oh, 100%. I like that. Love it. Like, is it, is, is it on what he's done this year? Of course not. 
But as far as an exhibition, that's really it's at this point for the fans. Thank God, by the way. Let me tell you something. Oh, yeah. As far as a topic that can get me going, actually, yeah. like about sports where I get mad, the All Star Game dictating home field advantage in the World Series. It's got to be maybe one. the worst thing in my life as a sports fan with regards to a rule. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. I'm open to other suggestions, and I'm sure somebody's going to be able to present one immediately. And I'll go, yeah, you're right. But at the moment. I just thought that was such garbage, and also it was done so insincerely. It's like, well, you know, we have to set up the hotels in advance. I'm like, you don't even know who's going to be playing where two days out. You don't right. know who the teams are. Don't tell me that crap. Yeah, it's not. Well, we just tell all the American League cities once they win the All-Star game to set a block of hotels up? The Cardinals couldn't even get an effing hotel in Boston when they played in the World Series in 2004. For real. Really? They were out in some rural part of Massachusetts because there was some convention. Although I was staying in downtown Boston. But I just need one tiny little room. And well, that and you've had an illustrious Hall of Fame career. Yeah, at that point, I think I was borderline. Now I'm first ballot. You were you were peaking at the right time. I had a full head of hair. Yeah, everything was, everything was trending well. That Propecia <laughs> was just pumping through my veins. All right, uh, that's what we got going on here. The, the Cardinal game last night, for real. That was a hell of a baseball game. It was right and up your alley, too. And I'll t- it was, I like a good low-scoring game. I know mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like 19 strikeouts for the Cardinals, but great defensive play. Dylan Carlson, you know, hey, they're playing the Phillies for four, and then the Dodgers, I'm not saying it's a season-saving play. I guess if I were doing a show with Stephen A., I might have to. But for the purpose of just being real straightforward, they lose that thing. Who knows what's happening? Got Wheeler pitching tonight for the Phillies. I mean, hey, I don't know. You know, in the Central, you're probably never out of it unless you're one of the three teams who aren't competing. But yeah. when you're the Cardinals and the Brewers, I don't know if you're really ever out of it, but you got a bunch of games against good teams in a row, and you lose at that point what would have been what? Six, seven out of eight? Seven out of eight, but six straight or five straight? I don't know what it would have been. Point, point being, that was, I mean, that, that, was, that was a game-saving catch, and that was a hell of a win. So yeah, mark that one on the calendar if they are to go on some form of a tear before the All-Star break. All right, I can see I've already gone too long. And plus, it was just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, know? but we are giving away tickets. So this, yeah, that, but, that kind uh, of yeah, first... This, yeah, I mean, I think we've given you a lot of, a lot of material to work with. I, and like I said, I've barely looked at the Air Comfort Service text line. I can only imagine. Uh, 101 ESPN has your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next week's sold-out Budweiser Bash for the Cardinals and Dodgers on Tuesday, July 12th. Next week's Bud Bash giveaway features a limited edition Willie McGee bobblehead. Get all the details for Budweiser Bash nights at Bush Stadium, now at cardinals.com slash promotions. There it is. And Jackson will single-handedly select the winner. Yeah, unilaterally. Uh, 65780 is how you can text into the show, the Air Comfort Service text line. You can leave a mic drop. It's presented by Rhino Shield. Jackson will play it. And if you want to go back and podcast thing, the podcast uh, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. All right, this uh, time check presented by Clarkson Jewelers, and it is 1018 in St. Louis. We'll take our first break. This is The Lil Piddle Show on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 101 ESPN. You already give away the tickets? No. Oh, okay. Maybe that's from uh, Character and Smallman. Yeah, could be. All right. Yeah, there's still plenty of time to just destroy us psychologically. Yeah. If you can really crush my self-esteem, it'll improve your chances of getting to watch the Cardinals live in person. Okay, here's a few options. Give up the tickets like you give up your body for MJ. At least we now know why they call you Action Jackson. That's from the 618. That's a good start. Guys, I'm all about my wife's friend's husband's. Thanks. That's from Danny Tanner. (laughs) Now we're talking. 
TMA audience has found this text line. And it is glorious. Really big fan. Uh, yeah, text in. We got these Bud Bash tickets for the Cardinals and Dodgers next Tuesday, July 12th. And then there's the limited edition Willie McGee bobblehead as one of the uh, items that's a giveaway. So how about that? Bud Bash tickets and information for the promotionscardinals.com slash promotions. The only time I'll ever think about getting with another man's woman will be when Lil Piddles gets a little girlfriend and she'll have a rich family, she'll have no standards, she'll be easy to get, and she'll be mine as soon as boy falls in love. I'll steal her the same way boy steals joy from the listeners. That's from the 636, leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, that was I just referenced crushing my self-esteem, and that was a really good example of doing so. Um, You know, that, that one hurt, but it's all right, you know. People are just trying to win tickets. It's not personal, Tim. They want the prize. I can't take it personally. Uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, Lil Piddle's Friday Parlay. Always a fan favorite. Not to be confused with the six-shooter that didn't go so well. That was yeah, a little Texas six-shooter. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I, that's how little text came along. I don't, I think all these are like so overwhelming favorites, but maybe I'm missing something. Yachty or Molina will catch for the Cardinals again before August 1st. Um, ten percent. Yeah, I was gonna pity like fifteen to twenty. Okay, so I just, I, 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 but there's so like little details we know, so that's why it's difficult, you know. But that to me tells you a lot. Well, that, that actually the little details tells you a lot. Uh, Albert Pools will bat above two twenty this season. Five percent. Yeah. See where <laughs> I'm going with this? I mean, I take this... the under on that one. <laughs> I give my view like three percent. Uh, Adam Wainwright will retire at the end of the season. Now this one. This is the only one that I feel like is even. Um, I will say seventy percent. I'll say fifty-five percent. I think I don't know. I just I I don't know. I don't see. I mean, I know how he says he like wants to, and obviously he's done enough. Like he doesn't need to keep pitching, obviously, but he's so effective most of the time, and. Such a great leader to have around the clubhouse. Like, I'd be. I just. I think that there's a chance that he comes back and does it again. Yeah, but you're just talking about things that the Cardinals like. But if Wainwright's just like, I'm done. Right. Then that's. Then it just. It just kind of doesn't matter that he's right. a great leader and that he's still effective. Sure. Sure. So. But he's just one of those competitors that you know we've talked about that before. Like, I, don't, like, I just. I, you know, I look at him as somebody who is incredibly talented and yet also incredibly at peace and happy with life. Mm. And so I don't feel like he needs it to fill any void because I don't think he really has voids. Mm. Yeah, so so therefore I'm going with a 70% okay. on Wainwright. All right. And then this one, I mean, what are we doing out here? I mean, what are we doing out here? Vladimir Tarasenko gets traded before the start of next season. Well. Uh, 95%. Yeah, I was going to say 90%. Yeah, so the little piddles Friday parlay is just like here are things that we know is going to happen. Give be- us percentages of how certain you are. It was beginner level. Oh, is there another level of little piddles Friday parlay? I'm I'm open to questions that will put us to the test. Well, maybe the listeners can contribute with some some questions, kind of like a questions from the audience situation, which is just code words for the producers too lazy to come up with some content himself. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, he wants 200 wins to get in. Guess that means Hall of Fame. Hmm. Is that what I, I just it stopped That's, after get yeah, in? I think the context clues there would be that yeah he wants two hundred wins to get into the. I don't think when you talk about a piece like I don't think Wainwright cares about going to Cooperstown or not. Like I think everyone would like to be, but I don't think that's going to like define his legacy for him. 
Um, I would imagine that he is aware he will not be in the Hall of Fame. Sure. Yeah, I think he's at peace with, like, his legacy is cemented. He doesn't necessarily think, I don't think there's anything he can do. If he would have had some, some health issues yeah. that didn't get him in a couple of years, I, I think it's possible. But right. I, unless the standards for a pitcher change, kind of like we're seeing a change for some position players with regards to defensive metrics, I still believe Jim Edmonds is going to wind up in the Hall of Fame, which may sound crazy because he was not able to get past his first ballot, which I think most baseball people would agree it was wrong. It just was the byproduct of how many players were on the ballot that year, oh, yeah. uh, especially specifically players who were in their final year. And so you can only vote for 10 guys, and he was left off of a lot of ballots. But I think when defensive metrics continue to increase in their value, I think he winds up in the Hall of Fame. I really do. That's something that I would bet, um, which would fall into the category of probably like a plus 500 mm-hmm. kind of numbers that yeah. I would get on that thing. Uh, so maybe there will be an appreciation for Adam Wainwright in some kind of context that is not there right now by baseball writers. I'm not talking about in St. Louis. I don't know if he could be any more appreciated in St. Louis for not only the player he is, but for the person he is. I'm talking about the baseball metrics he has wouldn't get him in right. at the moment, but perhaps those will change because, as we've seen, defense is now getting a hell of a lot more love than it was even a decade ago. Yeah. So that's where I'm coming from on it. Um, I don't know if I like were to isolate. I, it's tough to take myself out of like the cardinal right. fan element and evaluate it. But when I think of Hall of Fame, here's the thing. I think of the Hall of Fame perhaps as a little more elite than what the Hall of Fame has become. And I think that's one of the the core issues yeah. is that guys that I wouldn't have while they were playing thought were Hall of Famers are now getting into the Hall of Fame that maybe it's a little more loose. Mm-hmm. But I viewed the Hall of Fame growing up as the elite of the elite. Right. And I think maybe... it was Ken Wilson who had the definition, if you have to debate it, they're not a Hall of Famer. Right. Yeah. I've always heard that. And I think we all kind of romanticize in a sense when we were younger like what things meant, like I, I think to it, that's just part of it. But I also think that baseball is like the true Hall of Fame. Like I think other sports are very lax on who gets in. Like baseball, in a sense, more so than any other sport, is very like sticklers on who gets in, and the, the true best of the best get in, not necessarily the really good. Where I think some sports are kind of like that. Um, yeah, I, I just I think that uh, I, I like I said, seventy percent that he is. Done. The other, the others are all, from my standpoint, locks. I mean, I want Yadier Molina back as soon as possible. Right. But here we are on July eighth, and he's not with the team. Yeah. So it's not going to happen before the All Star break. Then you have the All Star break. I mean, just mathematically, we're talking about a really low probability. Yeah, before August first is probably. And Albert Pool sitting above two twenty. Yeah, I, I would mean. love to see it. Don't think it's likely, and I just think it's inevitable that Vladimir Tarasenko is getting traded. And I think most people in St. Louis are. Yeah accepting of that and un- also understand it so yeah, right you know right. It, it, I, I hear if if he would have changed or his agent would have changed where they were versus last august with the trade request and then the blues trade him different deal but i thought right when i when doug armstrong said whatever thing it was i'm not worried about vladimir tarasenko next season mm-hmm. when he was asked about the no trade clause i'm going oh that that was a roundabout way of not answering the question and he didn't yeah. say, yeah. no, he yeah. said, I'm not worried about him. And you can go, oh, he's not worried about him because he's going to be 
playing in Carolina. Yeah. So there's the there's my thought process on it. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. Feel free to fire in percentages. Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you, BK and Ferrario. Take over at 11 a.m. And uh, this just uh, during the commercial break, Dallas has drafted Christian Cairo, Jordan's brother. There was some thought process that maybe the Blues would be going with some of the uh, family members that are available today, uh, but that will not be happening as the Stars have drafted Christian Cairo, Jeremy Rutherford. With that uh, on Twitter, he will be part of BK and Ferrario coming up at 1 p.m. I'm curious where the audience is on this, and then I'll get back to reading the personal attacks. But just overall, uh, 65780, are you happy with the trade of Ili Husso to Detroit? I would imagine most people would say yes. I think it'd have to be. But then I'm going to ask a follow-up question. This mm. is a two-part question. Mm. Because if the answer is kind of like Lil Piddle's Friday Parlay, where the answer is obvious. And the reason being the answer, I would imagine, is yes, is because it became pretty clear that the Blues were most likely going to be parting ways with them. So to get anything in return feels like a win. Yeah. Now, with that said... Take yourself back, if you can. It is July 8th, and I don't think we can say necessarily back to January 8th, but let's say March 8th, and what your mindset would have been if you heard on July 8th that the Blues traded Husso for a third-round pick. And the reason I ask that is then it would allow you, I would imagine, to do what I've done once that trade was made this this morning, is to think, okay, why am I so comfortable with it? Whereas when we were talking about the Blues goaltending situation, really leading into the Wild series, uh, that it seemed to be up in the air, and then it was really a matter of, relatively speaking, a handful of games that the questions surrounding Jordan Bennington that were the byproduct of well more than a handful of games were answered. So if you see where I'm attempting to go, I believe if indeed most people are on board with the trade, was what you saw against the Wild and in the two games and eight minutes or so of the, the Avalanche series, enough to put your fears of the goaltending situation to rest and be comfortable with the trade? Or is it a case of, well, they couldn't keep both. It would have been incredibly irresponsible, if not impossible financially, to do it. And therefore, this is just kind of the way it is. And I still have some hesitation regarding Bennington, despite how well he played against the Wild and in the limited amount of time he was able to play against the Avalanche before Nazem Kadri was, of course, wrongfully accused yeah. because he is now a hero of running him in Game 3 in St. Louis. So I pose that query to the audience. Yeah, I think I think it's natural to have a little bit of reservation about Bennington. He's, you know, he's shown to be outstanding we saw saw in 2019 but he's shown that he has his uh his valleys as well as his peaks so it's fine to have the hesitation but you're right it'd be almost impossible to keep both of them and if you're going to keep one of them you know you're going to keep the guy who had the magical run and the guy you already paid so 
you know, I think everyone, I think most people will think the move makes sense, even if they do have a little hesitation or reservations about Pennington. Uh, getting a million in tax sin on it. Uh, I think you have to be comfortable given the money and the young talent we have. That is from the 314. The Huso trade is classic army. Great move. I would have been upset if traded earlier because he and Bennington were a good tandem. But when it mattered most, Huso folded up. Glad to get... Glad to get something. Excuse me. I think I think for a lot of people, the way the season ended is the final memory. Yeah, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Sure, and that's understandable. And and listen, I totally get that. I totally get that. Uh, and I and by the way, let me make it clear here for the for the purpose of the discussion, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm 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 ten out of ten as far as approving this move. If I wind up just going, oh my God, Bennington is now not able to play anymore, and uh-huh. Huso is killing it for the Red Wings, and they're returning to their glory years of 15, 20 years ago, and Villahuso is lifting chalices, then okay, they'll be wrong. But in the moment, I am 100% on board with the trade. But I, I suppose what I'm presenting is this, is it was essentially uh, five-game sample size that made people get back on board with Bennington and want to yeah. sell their stock in Huso. Right. And that is... That, that that's what I think. Now you might you might tell me otherwise, or as I presented as a second option, well, this is just the situation, and there's really not much they can do because if they want to be able to resign David Perron, for example, or they want to try to make a move for a defenseman, mm-hmm. then this is just essentially the cost of doing business. Right, right. So it isn't necessarily a judgment on Bennington versus who so so much as these are the finances and this has to be done, and so they got a third-round pick for it. Great. Right, exactly. That's the thing, too, is you got something out of it where you thought— Like, I think if— they would have just if he would have just parted ways and signed somewhere else, there wouldn't be much of a conversation. But the fact that they traded them now is a conversation, which is actually a good thing because they got a pick for him. Uh, good move. Trust in Benner, and you have to be comfortable with Lindgren as your backup. I wasn't okay. Uh, that's from the three one four from the six one eight. I wasn't okay with it, but I am okay with it now because I saw what Chucky Sideburns did in the Calder Cup run for the AHL. Um, so people feel better about it because of that. Uh, let's see. Uh, does Army flip this draft pick with other picks to go get something? That is from the 314. Well, the Blues now have five picks over the next, uh, yeah, about 29 hours or so. So, uh, the option perhaps is there. Uh, yeah, I think when it gets down to it, people recognize they had to make a move of some kind with regards to the goaltending situation, and the one it was going to be was Huso. I just wonder, again, taking a step back, the situation the Blues have relative to the cap and the situation the Blues have relative to their needs at defense uh, were going to be there one way or the other. But it was a matter of Bennington coming in and playing as well as he did for what, again, relatively speaking, handful of games. Don't get me wrong, though. It was outstanding, even in the loss in game one to Colorado. My goodness. Uh, but then secondarily, Huso in particular in the final few games of the Colorado series, uh, making people go, yeah, I'm, I'm good with moving on. What if, and I realize this is not what happened, but just to play out the discussion, what if Huso played really well, but the Wild just outplayed the Blues and they went away in the first round, you know? Right. Uh, so then what would the situation have been? The Blues probably still have to make a move, and it's probably going to be Huso. But you wouldn't at that point have seen Bennington play like he did 
for those games against the Wild and the two games he was able to play against the Avalanche. And so what it allowed, the, and I remember talking to this, uh, I can't recall which guest it was over the course of the Blues playoff run. But I remember saying, you know, this year this is incredible what we're seeing because Bennington wasn't hurt. I said, but another thing about what's going on here with Bennington's performance is I think he's answered the Blues goaltending question that was going on in the offseason, and that is he's going to be the guy because it gives the fan base peace of mind that he still has it, even though we haven't necessarily seen it for a month. We've just seen it here over the last week to 10 days. Uh, they had to give up Huso, just like Jackson has to give up that booty for Air Force Ones and Hornets tickets. That's from the 618. I think somebody's going to go see the Dodgers and Cardinals. No, they minus 10 points. I'm not asking for Air Force Ones. I'm asking for some Air Jordans, preferably threes or fours. See, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if I had a vote, You'd be going to Bud Bash. You'd yeah. be getting a Willie McGee bobblehead. Yeah, it is unfortunate. You're appeasing to the wrong guy. Mr. Hockey must have his head full of Carl Anthony Towns during this discussion. That's from the <laughs> 573. Yeah. Too worried about Anthony Edwards. Uh, boy, oh, boy, this is pretty good. All right, we will a uh, we will take a uh, commercial break, come back, final segment. Jackson will give away the tickets because I have no vote. This is really, when it gets down to it, the Little Piddle Show on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Final segment of Balloon Party for the week. And what a segment it's going to be, Jack. Blues are on the clock with their pick that they just acquired from Wingy Wingy with the Huso trade. We might have that for you before we go. If not, you know, BK and Ferrari will have it. And I'll have Jeremy Rutherford coming up at 1 o'clock because Jackson couldn't book him. Yeah, I'm a F. Putz. I'm a putz. F. I'm a schmuck. Uh, hit me with those tickets, piddle boy, before you retire to the Hamptons this weekend, you yuppity yupster, and I'll slam my first beer for you. That's from the 636. As much as I appreciate it's the Vineyard this weekend. Right? Oh, you're going to the Vineyard? Yeah. What, Martha's? Vineyard, yeah, 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 yeah. You fly into Logan and take the ferry with the rest of the people, but it's a good, it's a good spot. Are you uh, interested in letting the listeners know who has won the tickets? Or are you just going to keep them for yourself and then spin them off and then invest them in uh, no, no, no. some kind of aggressive tech stock? Right, right, yeah, bearish. Um, let's see. I have a winner. His name is John. Now, I know I talked this about sounds, it. This, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm just like everybody in the audience right now. This just sounds made up. Like you hadn't <laughs> thought of it. And it's like when Jan Brady looked at the glass and goes, Glass, George, glass. <laughs> This is not about George Glass or Jan Brady. This is John, and he sent a great text. Um, Matt Rocchio. Now, I trust you. Interestingly, and it must be the St. Gabriel thing. Yeah. I don't trust these Ledoux people. So he texted us in the middle. I mean, we got some some serious hate, some some hate in here that I— this is right when I said sleep with MJ. Uh, just, I mean, vitriol to which the likes I yeah, haven't I never, seen. I, I never scrolled back to see how that uh, played. Really, I have a feeling it didn't play well. I might have very, to do that very remotely poorly. this weekend yeah. over like a scotch. Very poorly. But in the middle of all of it comes John saying, or the pizza from you guys yesterday and never received it. I'd like a free pizza now, please. And for that, I can't give you a free pizza, John, but you get some tickets to the Cardinal Another game. Another terrible choice. William McGee Vavala. I might have to go to management and say I'd like control these Bud Bash ticket votes. No, I worked that into my contract. You're going to pry it out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> hey, Tim, before you give the Blues pick, when is the draft for your new partner? Thanks. That's from the 618. There's another person who should be going to the Bud Bash over the guy who ordered a pizza. Don't trade me for a third-round <laughs> pick. I'm worth, I'm worth at least a second, maybe a late first. Oh. Uh. 
Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, the pick has not been made as of yet. Oh, here we go. There it is. Oh, crap. Uh, Jackson pronounced the name. Uh, where is he? It's on the Twitter tweets, baby. Okay. Let me fire that up real quick. Oh, crap. What? I was too busy reading John's text. About the pizza. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to read it. I'm gonna, uh, this, All right. This here will we be go. Fun. This will be a lot of fun. So JR tweeted it out, I assume, because mm-hmm. he's the best in the business. You couldn't book him. Damn straight. Uh, the Blues have selected. Uh, goodness gracious. Yep, that's uh, why I dished the ball across the dais. Alexandri Kazmaki. So the first K is pronounced, but the second K is silent. Kaskamaki. Nice. Confident. Alexandri Kaskamaki from Finland. I think I just nailed it. Welcome to the club. Welcome to St. Louis. You'll look good with the blue note on your chest. You will look outstanding. Yeah. Alec, let's call him Big A for now. Or AK, AK-47. AK-73, because he was pick 73rd. AK-73. Jackson's arguing with himself. Uh, welcome to the squad. He is a center from Finland. Picked well- just now with the pick the Blues acquired from Detroit in exchange for Vili Huso this morning with that deal going through at about uh, 8.30. Uh, Jackson, I know you've been watching some film on the Blues' potential third-round pick. Uh, your thoughts on what uh, Kaskamaki brings to the team? He's a shoot-first kind of guy, Tim. You know, he's not afraid to, you know, get the stick on the puck and throw it in the back of the net. You know, Are there players in the NHL who are afraid of the, the puck on their stick? I, I'd have to think some. Not the guys who are at the top of the goal scoring list, though, are not. And this guy can be one of those. He'll, you know, he'll light the lamp a little bit. He'll play quick. He'll skate. He'll skate hard. And uh, when it gets time to hit the greasy areas, he's not afraid to put his hard hat on and get to work. So I really like what I've seen out of him. I'm, as you know, big into Finnish hockey, Finnish youth hockey. And so uh, when I saw him, uh, when I saw Rutherford tweet that out, excitement flushed through my entire body. Wow. I didn't know that you were following him. Uh, hey, hey, morons, it's pronounced Alexander. That's You heard me wrong then, because that's what I said. Alexander Kaskamaki? Again, just, it just the, the pronunciation screams a lack of confidence. I don't the know. The analysis was spot on. Yeah, I think that. I mean, you can't deny that. A uh, compadre of mine texting regarding the Huso trade uh, said, good value, and he wasn't coming back, but who's the backup goalie? As of now, it's a weak, weakness. Bennington isn't a guy who can play 60 games, and right now the options are a young prospect in Hofer. He's good, but is he ready? A career AHLer in Lindgren, assuming they can sign him. It'll be relatively expensive to sign an NHL-quality backup. Just another question in their cap dilemma. Still like the deal, though. Huso wasn't the answer at that cap hit. There you go. There's the analysis. Not as good as Jackson's analysis on the, yeah. the pick in the third round, but analysis... Nonetheless, all right, time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are coming up next, and they have uh, Jeremy Rutherford uh, with all the latest. I mean, who knows? More things could be happening between now and 1 o'clock when he will be joining them. The Blues will have another pick coming. Plus, who knows? Maybe there'll be another trade. We shall see. I know a lot of Blues fans are on the edge waiting to see what happens with number 91. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.